Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. G'day guys, it is I, Lyle Swithenbank, back with another instalment of the Pelican Scoop, a hoop-ball.com presentation. Happy New Year's guys, first off the bat, uh, 2021, the first podcast of 2021 for the Pelican Scoop. Uh, Very excited to kick off January 2021 uh, with you all, and with the Pelican's win, more importantly, uh... How good. So we, before we get into it all, we, we uh, took off to Oklahoma after a disappointing loss to the Suns uh, a couple of days ago, and we came out and we played hard. And more importantly, the bench came out and played hard. And that was something that I know we spoke with Elliot about, um, and I'd mentioned it previously, that the bench came on and, and usually we disappear, but they had a real crack today. And perhaps it was a staggering of the lineup. But um, nonetheless, we can't take it away from them. They played very well. The Pelicans secured a victory. The score was 113-80. to 80. Um, It was Stephen Adams' return to Oklahoma City after the off-season trade. Uh, he'd been there seven years. And um, they even put a bit of crowd noise, uh, artificial crowd noise, when his name was announced. So, uh, for when he first ran out, which, um, it was nice. It was a nice sentiment. Uh, they'd done a nice tribute post on socials as well. Um, thanking him for his service. And, you know, Stephen Adams has settled in pretty quickly, uh, with the Pels and we've been happy to have him, but, uh, you know, he was a very serviceable big man over in Oklahoma for a long time. And, uh, yeah, was key to their success for a lot of the, uh, a lot of the years that they were up there. So happy with that. Um, he was actually acquired uh, as part of the James Harden trade way back when, um, and then he was, well, he's draft picked, and then uh, he was picked number 12 for the Oklahoma City Thunder, played there, and then was traded to us, as we know. Now, 
fantastic win. It means that uh, after five games, we're three and two, above five hundred to start the season, which uh, the year, which um, you know we're happy with that. Of the first five games, we split them uh, pretty much. So you know we we talked about the schedule. First ten games are going to be tough, and we've already got three of the predicted five. You know, so. Um, we knock a we knock three or four more off, and all of a sudden we're ahead of the expected curve, and um and we're flying. So, so to the game, uh, the Pels came flying out of the gates, uh, played very well. Uh, first quarter was thirty two to twenty eight, so we led it the first quarter. Then twenty six to nineteen, um, we won that quarter as well. Third quarter twenty seven to twenty six, and we still held them back, and so we've. We're sweeping them, and then we the final quarter we finished twenty eight to seven. So for the majority of the time, the bench was out there, and there was a little bit of starters action in the last quarter. But they held a team, an NBA team, to seven points in a quarter on their home court. I mean, how's that? You know, we talked about defense winning games, but if a team's going to score seven points against you in a quarter. Yeah, you deserve to win that, and um, very impressive from the guys to come out and uh, and really pull one together. He, um, everyone was pretty happy with that, and uh, yeah, it, it was there was no real downside. You know, everyone had a crack. Um, of course, we could pick things apart, and um, you know, and, and criticize people, but uh, I think we should all celebrate the win and and have a positive uh, podcast for the uh, the start of 2021. Now, key contributors. We had Brandon Ingram had 20 points in 26 minutes, seven rebounds, a couple of assists, uh, and a block shot 50% from the field, which you're happy with. Zion in 17 minutes, uh, played tw- he had 12 points and five rebounds. Steven Adams had a big one, 14 and 10. A couple of assists, stealing a block. I mean, I saw at least three blocks from him, um, but they haven't credited it to him. He was everywhere. He had a fantastic game, and um, I think he was probably best on ground. Uh, the way he was uh, impacting on both ends, rim running, um, giving us second chances, and uh, yeah, really impressive from Stephen. So good for him to have a good game against his old team. Another guy that really stepped up, Eric Bledsoe. Um, instead of just becoming that spot-up shooter that we've seen him settle for in the last few uh, games, he... he started at the bucket, you know, he went in, the first shot that he took was a little uh, in-the-paint floater, um, mid-range sort of shot, and uh, that was in, happy days, and he went from there, you know, he ended up finishing with 7 of 11, hit a couple of threes as well, and he started on the inside and worked his way out, so he got himself right, and the professionals always do, you know, the, the good players, you don't hang around the league this long if you're no good, and you don't get moved around and, uh, and then held on to by a young team if they don't have belief in you that you can actually do something. So the fact that he was he was driving to the bucket, using his strength to uh, to get in there and, and hit some tough shots and then work his way to the outside, we're happy with that. And um, yeah, I mean, even Stan had admitted that he'd probably forgotten about Bled a little bit uh, in terms of uh, play calling. So um, for him to have a good game and get used early, I mean, 63% from the field, hopefully this really triggers the start of something for him, and he can really launch into a big 2021. So, very good. Lonzo, the last starter, had 16, 8, and 9 assists, and he had a steal as well. Hit a couple of threes. 
Uh, it was 46% from the field, which you're always happy with when you can get your starters, all of them in double figures, and then Josh Hart off the bench, and Nikhil off the bench with double figures, Josh Hart double-doubling with 12 and 11 rebounds, and Nikhil with 14 points, playing 19 minutes, mind you. So, I'll talk about Nikhil for a second, because he came off the bench um, in the Suns game, and before that he hadn't played any minutes at all, I don't think he'd just sort of been sitting watching. We hit this um, quotation mark um, garbage time in, in, when we were down by 40. Nikhil comes out, plays aggressive, plays well, earns himself some minutes. And I think Antonio Daniels in the call, uh, listened to the Pelicans broadcast, uh, summed it up perfectly. There's no real time as garbage time anymore. It, it really is a chance for the guys that aren't getting minutes to go and earn some. Um, so while it might be garbage time for the the viewers and they sit there going, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm not seeing the star players, for the guys that are in there trying to earn a spot in the rotation, this is a critical time. And Nikhil Alexander-Walker going up against his cousin uh, in Shai Gild- or Shea Gildress-Alexander, um, you know, he played well. He was aggressive. Um, I like that he played off the ball. I think he's more comfortable playing in, as a two guard, and uh, we saw a bit of that. Yeah, he did a little bit of uh, primary ball handling, but I was impressed. He did well. Um, you know, another guy come off the bench. Um, we went deep into the bench in the end. Um, we went right down to Sindarius Thornwell in terms of rotation. So him and Kyra Lewis come on for the last three minutes, and uh, and we're busy. Which were good. Nicola Melli came on. He was serviceable. Um, you can see his confidence is absolutely shot. He doesn't trust his own uh, shooting ability anymore, which he's got to rediscover. He did hit a three at the end of the game, um, which was good for him. He played 16 minutes. It was all right with five, two, and three assists. Um, but again, he's one of those guys that uh, if you're only getting two or three shots a game, you need to be making sure they're pretty good. And... Uh, hitting them, so fingers crossed he can he can find that shooting range because it'd be helpful to play alongside a Stephen Adams as a, a guy off the bench or a guy next to Zion as well um, as someone that you can go to to stretch the floor in a like smaller ball lineup, I guess. Uh, JJ Redick, again, one of four. He come off the bench and, and wasn't really doing anything. He got a double technical at one point. Um, for a bit of carry-on uh, under the basket on one end with one of the Oklahoma City players. But, um, yeah, otherwise, uh, I, I think we summed it up, you know. If you went into, uh, in the last episode, you know, we, we talked about JJ and his ability to space the floor is so important. But if he's coming off the second, in uh, in the second unit by himself and he's the, the key uh, offensive contributor... He's just going to cop a double or he's going to cop their best defender. And, and that makes it so difficult to uh, get him hot and get him going if all of a sudden a guy like uh, Lou Dort or someone coming off the bench, Diallo, who's very long, um, comes and guards him and he's trying to run off screens and hit difficult shots. It's difficult because you, you're not getting those uh, open looks that you might get if you're playing alongside, say, a a Brandon Ingram or a, or a Zion who draws that second defender and, and gets the uh, the defense focusing on that player, um, giving him some open looks. So hopefully we can we can work that out and JJ can rediscover uh, his form. But that'll be something we'll have to have a... Well, no doubt they'll be having a look at and looking at the tape to see how they can get him going. 
But overall, pretty good guys. A lot of contributors. And I think that was something that uh, everyone was impressed with is, is the contribution across the board. The highest minutes that were played was by mm, Josh Hart off the bench. He played 34 minutes. And I think that contributed to um, something we're going to talk about in the third uh, that happened in the third quarter um, with Brandon Ingram. But uh, Brandon Ingram was um, ejected by oh, a flagrant two, which I still am trying to work out how it counts as a flagrant two and why it was excessive. But um, if you haven't seen the play, go and have a look. Uh, he goes up on a chase down block attempt uh, on Isaiah Roby and. Uh, misses the ball, and while still looking at the ball, his long arms fly through and bashes him in the head, um, forearm to the face of Roby, and, and knocks him to the ground. They, Oklahoma City referees, um, well, I suppose the NBA uh, referees, have determined that it was a flagrant two. Um, everyone was pretty content that it was a flagrant one. Well, like, yeah, fair enough, it was unnecessary, and um, and but it was still accidental. There was It wasn't excessive force, it's just how it's hit him. And they've gone in and said it's excessive and unnecessary, and throwing him out of the game. So, unfortunately, Brandon only played 26 minutes, and he was on. He was absolutely on. He was hitting everything. So, I mean, he was 8 of 16 from the field, had 20 points in, in 26 minutes. So, um, a real shame about that. But, um, you know, that probably contributed to why Josh Hart played a little bit more, and also Nikhil getting solid 19 minutes off the bench as well to fill the, the void uh, that uh, Brandon Ingram left by being ejected. Now, a guy that got a run, um, which we've been pretty critical on here, and Pelican's Twitter are pretty critical about this guy, is Jackson Hayes. And he had a bit of an extended run with 14 minutes. Well, it felt like it was an extended run. I guess the stat sheet says otherwise. But uh, I can see him slowly dwindling out of the rotation. He didn't show much, even in his, in his extended time. He still looked lost. Um, you know... Kyra Lewis had his um, had a beautiful floater in the last three minutes, um, in the last minute or so, and Jackson Hayes um, decided that he was going to do a putback, post a dunk, um, even though the ball was going in, and that was an offensive interference, um, unnecessarily so, with 40 seconds to go. Uh, those reads, no one else jumped for it because it looked like it was going in, whereas he was like, well, I'm going to go and uh, do this and get in a highlight reel, um, and use my athleticism so they don't forget about it. But unfortunately, it cost us two points. He's sitting there going, well, what was the point of you doing that? You could have stayed down, boxed out, which is your role, um, and try to get the offensive rebound that way. But regardless, you know, he's so raw. He's played three or four years of organized basketball. Um, He's still learning. And we've been critical of him. There's no G League for him to go and bounce around in for a bit. Um, because of COVID, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, we just have to grin and bear it because they seem intent on playing him uh, as the backup big um, when they're not playing small ball uh, lineup with Zion at the five. But regardless, we're going to see a whole heap of Jackson Hayes, I think. I think he's not going to drop out completely, regardless of the fact that he doesn't really do too much at all. So, he did have six rebounds, which is good. But again, getting in the way, clogging the paint, moving screen, he got done for again. Um, 
the offensive interference, just things like that where you're going, slow down, work out what you're doing, go through your reps. Um, so, who knows, but they'll, uh, they'll keep playing him, so we might as well just enjoy those Stephen Adamless minutes that we get with him at the five. Um, one of the quarters, Stephen Adams played the entire quarter, um, and we went on a real run, which was fantastic. I don't think we could play him that substantial minutes every night. I think he he get worn down too easy, um, despite how strong he is and, and, and durable. He um, no one is immune to uh, wear and tear, um, especially when you're playing in a condensed season like this. So that serviceable big man uh, spot is still up for grabs. Let's see someone grab it, and um, hopefully Stan can work that out sooner rather than later. But overall, successful game. We went over there, had a win. Um, yeah, there were some great shots. Um, you know, there was a, a half-court Lonzo lob to Zion, which was phenomenal. Uh, see him sail up there to get it um, was lovely. And we also got to see Kyra play a little bit more. You know, this guy's quick. He's all right. I think even in three minutes, um, it was great to see him out there walking the ball up, setting the offense, running a play, and then almost scoring. You know, he, he, uh, we've talked about it, but um, he was so close to getting a bucket, and unfortunately it was taken away by someone else. But anyway, uh, one thing I will make mention of is Brandon Ingram's leadership. So he got ejected, all right? So this happened in the third quarter, and... He got kicked out, and they said, all right, you're ejected, you're off. And he was shocked, but didn't argue, just he's a pretty casual sort of guy. He was like, all right, off we go. But before he left the tunnel, he went and high-fived every single player on that bench and then waved to all the other guys on the on the, uh, on the the ground and said, go and win it, you know? He was showing the faith to all of his team and that he said, all right, well, I've... I've been thrown out, but let's go and finish this off. And, you know, the guy stepped up and responded. And that's what you want to see from a leader of this team. This guy is our all-star. He was the most improved player, you know. And the next step for him is to really lead this team and, and both on and off the court. So the fact that you see little things like that, I love it. I love to see that. You know, um, small things. It took him 20 seconds. Didn't storm out or anything. He just copped the uh, ejection on the chin and said, all right, well... Off we go and, and high-fived everyone and, and then got on with it. So no issues with that at all. Very, very happy to see. And I think um, he's really turning into a well-rounded leader and player. So good on you, B.I. I love that. I love that stuff. That's great. Now, one thing we're going to need to work on is making sure that Zion uh, gets in the right spots. I suppose he's given the ball in the right spot. A lot of the times he's there and we give it, we dump it off to him and say, I'll oh, just go and do something now. Do something and sort of poke him with a stick until he jumps up there and does something. The difficulty with that is that when he's stationary, he then has to wrestle the bloke. They're already bringing a second player over as soon as he gets it in the post. He then needs to out-muscle them. If he misses it, he's got that second jump to try to put it in again. But defenses are cottoning onto him. And, and he can't settle and become a one-trick pony just relying on his athleticism. While it's phenomenal and his strength is there, he also needs to develop some sort of ability to catch the ball, 
perhaps off a pick and roll or, or move a little bit more rather than just post up, back him down and, and try to dunk over two blokes because it's, it's not going to happen. And, I mean, we saw tonight he didn't play that much. He only played 17 minutes and, and that's fair enough. We were, had enough of a lead, so give him a night off, a um, bit of a rest. He only had 12 points. But his six shots, he had a few in the paint, but not much else. And if he can get a little runner or a little floater, and instead of having to muscle his way through, he instead does a cheeky little uh, uh, like baby hook or something like that that goes in. You know, it makes him more dangerous. He doesn't have to muscle through, and, and defenses don't uh, just pull the second defender across to close out that uh, that painted area once he slips the first defender. So, tiny little uh, constructive criticism, but otherwise, I mean, the kid's a freak, so he'll work it out, and I'm sure he knows what he's doing, um, and it was all part of the plan. But overall, great to see all of the guys pull it together. Good team win. Um, next up, the guys head to... Well, they head back to New Orleans, um, and... So we get a little home game, and it's against the Raptors again. So it's on ESPN, uh, I suppose in Australia. I'm not sure what the broadcast is over there, but it must be a national game. Uh, looking forward to seeing that um, matchup for a second time this this year. I mean, they're in Tampa, so it's not that far from now um, to come across. Looking forward to seeing them yeah, get into it again and, um, and sort it all out. Um, and hopefully knock them on the head for the second time. That'll be really good. I mean, if we beat the Raptors again, I mean, we're expected to beat the Thunder. That's that's given their rebuilding side. They don't have that many veterans that uh, are going to do too much. SGA is their best player. You go against a Raptors side, which is a playoff team, uh, and we beat them again, well, good. That's what we've got to do. Go and beat the good sides. That's where you get the respect, and that's where you get the, uh, the reputation that, hang on, these guys aren't easy beats going to come at you. You know, we, we beat the Raptors, drop one against the Heat, and then beat the Spurs, drop one against the uh, the Suns. You're having an up and down sort of season. You need you need to beat the good teams, and, uh, and hopefully we can do that. Um, and we avoid any other flagrant twos, whether intentional or not. Um, yeah, that, that's still a bit of carry-on, which I'm not impressed with, but looking forward to seeing them take the Raptors on. That is on the 3rd of January, so a couple of days' time. So get a bit of a break uh, to celebrate the new year, and uh, then they're back into it. So looking forward to seeing that. No doubt there'll be some media coverage and the like during the week um, after training and the like when they get back to NOLA to put it all together. So yeah, looking forward to that. Guys, of course, this podcast has been brought to you by Manscaped.com. Uh, Hootball20 is the code. Go and use that whenever you buy any some uh, buy any stuff there. And also, mybookie.ag. Go and sign up if you like a bit of a gamble. Uh, 2021, sure, there's plenty of stuff to gamble on. Go and sign up there and, uh, and put Hootball in the little comments section and and that'll uh, tell them that uh, we sent you there. So go and do that. That'd be great. Of course, all of the stuff we're selling over at hoop-ball.com. Uh, go and sign up to the Fantasy Pass or the HoopBall 360 or the Wager Pass because they'll or DFS if you like daily fantasy. We've got everything over there. So go and check all of that out. Of course, all of the other podcasts that are over there as well, all free uh, for you all to jump on. Um, whatever team you follow, if it's not New Orleans, you just like listening to my uh, Australian drawl, well... 
go and have a listen to those as well because we've got plenty of them. So all good fun, no doubt. Um, guys, I might put a pin in it. Happy New Year. It's been phenomenal. We've kicked it off with a bang. Let's go, Pels. Let's launch into the next game against the uh, the Raptors and uh, let's sort it out. What do you reckon? Sounds good to me. As always, I'm Lyle Swithenbank at Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. The show is the Pelican Scoop at Hoopball Pels on Twitter. Guys, once again, stay safe. Launch into 2021. It's going to be a good year. I can feel it. Let's go, Pels. Look after yourselves. Bye for now. This has been a Hoop Ball presentation. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.